Welcome to Life After Child Loss, Parents Grief. I'm Angela, your host. Today's topic is going to be entitled Being There. Simply put, just being there. Being there. So, how do you properly, respectfully be there for someone who's dealing with a devastating loss, such as losing a child? And this can really be a universal topic, you know, meaning going across the board regardless of if you've lost a child, a parent, significant other, husband, spouse, whatever. Um, let's let's make this universal. Because there's there's things that I've learned uh, going through this process as a bereaved parent that I use with others not just those who have lost a child. So, I think this can be befitting. But now, because this is a podcast for bereaved parents, focus will be primarily on that with the understanding that you can take it and use it across the board. Okay? Now that we've got that disclaimer out the way, you first, you hear about the laws, and uh, you offer up your prayers and condolences. And that's, that's the first thing. You do that. You recognize it. You acknowledge it. And that's that. After that, if, if it's someone close to you, that you know personally and, and a great deal of about or whatever, spent a great deal of time with whatnot. Relationship matters and how far you can go or should go with that person. So, special parents, don't compare a loss that you've experienced with someone else's loss Please do not do that. I think, and I don't want to come off haughty or anything like that. Or, again, I'm no guru at this. These are things that I've learned along the way. I've learned them, and I've done my due diligence to put these things in practice. Uh, when need when need to uh, when need be and necessary, like um, we tell I tell people all the time, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. There's healthy and unhealthy ways, but there is a right and a wrong way to deal with people who are newly bereaved, especially the newly bereaved. Do not compare the loss of your dad or your parent mother to a parent who has had to lay their child to rest. Please do not do that. 
or any other comparisons. Please don't do that. I I think that's disrespectful, to say the least, because you're making it about you, right? Don't don't make it about you. It's not about you. Even even when someone I and here's here's what I've practiced, and I really have normalized this. That I don't. For instance, a classmate of mine. About, it's it's been less than a year that she her her daughter passed away, and I told her. I, I reached out to her. She was a classmate. You know, we were fairly good friends. Um, and I I I I DM'd her and let her know. You know, I acknowledged it on her post that she had made via uh, Facebook and I uh, messaged her and and I you know expressed my sympathy and I just extended myself to the point that hey when you need if you need someone to talk to please know that I'm here um, especially when you're around people that don't understand you really want to be around people who really knows that particular pain and I, you know, I, I knew, I told her, I've lost a child, I know, so if you need me, I'm here. And I've reached out to her several times, based off some, some of the posts that she's made. And I've shared, um, I've posted the links to certain podcasts that, um, as it relates to something that she posted. It may, it may be not several. I think it's been like two. But. Um, I didn't. I don't overextend myself. In that. Because when you're newly bereaved. A newly bereaved parent. Several things that we do. Is we want help. But we don't want help. Like we'll reject it to a degree. And we hear you. But we don't hear you. Because it's 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 new. You st- we're still living in a fog, and 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 for for newly bereaved parents, they're in a fog. So their whole life, for the first year or two, is a blur. So I'm careful. Now other parents that has uh, experienced it over the past couple of, couple of years. Um, other people have recommended me or you know said something to me about it and because of that then I'll go and say hey I'm here ABC123 I don't overextend myself in that because again they are newly bereaved so they're not going to hear me even though I have lost a child they're not trying to hear that right now. And I understand that. I respect that. I really do. And if you're on in, in social media for them and for us really is a way to express ourselves and what we're feeling. And that's cool. I mean that's your that's your right to do. You either gonna understand it if you get tired of it, stop stop following me. Don't follow me. 
You can unfriend me at any point. Or unfriend them at any point. So, again, and one of the things I have said to those that have recommended me, or, you know, and they, and I, it's not that I'm recommended. People have read my post or seen how far I've come and different things and know some of the things that I've done to help parents. They, you know, they don't treat me as if I'm, like I said, I'm not a guru at this. They, they recommend me or tag me to something because they feel that I can help them or help that person through what they're dealing with. And I want to help. You want to be a help. Um, in whatever way, and but the one thing that I say to all of them, uh, one thing that I've said to all of them has been, even if it's just for you to cry on the phone or scream and holler, whatever it is, I'm your listening board. And so, and that's my way of being there. Just to listen. Or whatever. Your being there, just sitting beside them sometimes or just being in the same room with them, provides them more comfort than your words it will ever, ever, ever will. Because what can you say, right? So, your being there provides more than anything prolific you could ever try to say. It's more prolific than than bringing up scripture or God. And I'm again. I hope I'm not seeming to blaspheme or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, who wants scripture at that point, at that time? The word is the word, and it's going to get you through. God is God, and and He understands. I'm just saying, we can't hose people down with scripture right then that's that's my only point we'll be right back welcome back and again we're talking about being there how to properly be there for someone and as I was saying before the break um Hosing people down. It's it's kind of like how uh, joining the church. You know, you can be so spiritual or so holy that when a when a person joins the church, you just assume the worst about them and just begin to hose them down with word and overwhelm them with word and this that and the other and doctrines. And, and a lot of it is just traditions for some people, uh, for some churches. You you hose them down with traditions and they need to, you can't do that. Don't do that. And, and when a person is grieving and, and they're, they're trying to adjust. And when it comes to parents... Our lives have been reshaped, like literally. And so that person, we're already struggling trying to figure out who we are in that moment. Like, is this real? What am I supposed to do? 
Who am I? My child is gone. We're struggling with reality. We're trying to grasp and grip reality. How do we, how did that happen? You know, so you want to be careful. And when when someone is experiencing it, after you've acknowledged it, uh, and if your relationship, depending on your relationship, don't overplay who you are. Like, I had a friend who reached out to me. that wanted to had, had shared with me a friend of theirs had uh, son had passed away and wanted me to reach out to them to that person it's like okay you know I sure as a, as a friend to you um, as a favor to you I, I can do that that's not a problem uh, let them know and I let that person know let the parent know uh, who I was and uh, what was available that you know that I offer as far as support group and uh, and he 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 knew me he he knows me um, and the podcast and stuff like that when when you're ready I, and I don't I don't even when I with my my classmate when I shared the link I I told her. When you're ready to listen to it. No rush. Podcast is there. It's out there. And I've said this to other parents. Whenever you're ready to listen to it. Because some parents. They'll think. You, you, they'll think that you just. You know it's something. Um, to try to help them really just feel better. And, and a lot of times it's really not. It's just someone telling you giving you I'm giving you something from your perspective and they don't hear that and I res- again I understand it so I don't you know hey when you're ready there it is and so with her with this friend um I left it at that you know I, I did that for uh, and I acknowledged it well here's the thing about that dad and again dads and moms grieve differently and like I shared before you can't predict how someone would grieve and so with dads and parents in general to a degree we're struggling trying to figure out who we are remember who we are, you know, and with, with him, dads are protectors, but this, this dad, he's, he's more or less struggling with who he is, and when I say that, people respect him for who he was before the loss, right, and who he's, who he is to himself right now is 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 scrambled because at the same time he's trying to be positive and saying things like you know this this is life and got to be you 
got to uh, we got to take it and uh, figure out how to move on and we move on move forward and at the same time he turns around and says I wouldn't wish this on anybody it's just it's so it's hard and I thought I could do this and blah 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 because in that moment like I said as a new parent new bereaved parent you're struggling trying to figure out who you are you're trying to figure out what what's what it is what's really happening not realizing that right now you're in a new normal your new normal is already forming so my advice to her was that she wanted to do all this stuff and uh, she wanted to send him something and and just instant, nothing is going to instantly make him feel better like you know it's going to be that thing that just helps him over that hump no ma'am no sir that's not going to happen and that you know her heart was in the right place your heart could be in the right place so I, I understood where she was try, what she was trying to do I just had to tell her to dial it down, tone it down just a bit. Because right now, he's being flooded with people with good intentions. Right now, he is. And he's trying his best to be who they know he is. Or they know, uh, trying to be who he know they're used to him being. And that person is gone. He don't even know it right now. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like for me, for instance. And again, this is about being there. And this is what I'm saying. We have to be careful in our approach to people and what we really want to do. We really do want to help people. And that's okay. But you can, you can only do so much and you have to know the boundary you have to set that boundary because they won't their parents are not going to set that boundary because right now they're accepting what you're doing they're okay with it and everything is fine until their funeral happens everything that you do right now they're accepting they may not remember it all and and they, they try to acknowledge it as it happens and uh, or, or as it comes to re- remembrance to them but you have to you have to set that boundary because it's not you if that makes sense even for me i set boundaries i set boundaries and i i do feel like there's some more that i can do or probably should do um as as a support group leader and founder um, but I don't want to overstep my boundary regardless of the fact that I've, I've lost a child because because I understand the nuances of it some of it because I'm still learning there's still things that I'm learning to this day so you want to set that boundary for yourself because You'll find yourself, but you you'll feel like because you'll walk away feeling like, well, if I had known, trust me, you did what you were supposed to do, and you stop. 
you scale it back a minute and just and just sit back. You can still be there. Show you still acknowledge it. Don't don't walk on eggshells. They don't want we don't want that. We don't like that. Bring up the name. Let's talk about it. You know, and, and most parents are embracing to that. We need that a lot of times. Um, so, but but you want to set that boundary and just let them be. They're being crowded. They're being overwhelmed. And they're trying to adjust, grasp, grapple with the reality of what has happened. They're, they they really are. And life is a fog for them. They may seem like they, they got a grip on reality. No, we don't. No, they don't. They're doing what they're used to doing. What they and and with dads again, it's different than moms. A lot of times. And 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 if those dads, if that dad is is always on the go and always doing this, that, and the third, then let them leave them alone. Leave them alone, and let them do what they feel like they need to do in that moment. Because again. This is their new normal. This is what they're... This this is new to them. All of it's new. So they're, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to see. They're trying to do. They're trying to be. And so you want to... You want to just scale it back for a minute. Because after the funeral... That's when the real grieving begins. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be there for that person. Wanting to do because you hate to see them hurting. I get it. And you do. You know, you hate to see someone you, you respect, you know, you love, you care about hurting. But respect the fact that there's really nothing you can do outside of what you've already done right now and again they're trying they don't even realize right now that they're in they're having to this is their new normal because you I can't tell you how many times I question what is normal but this is your new normal because life stopped Life stopped when our, our kids died. When our children passed away, life stopped for a moment. And some of us are still trying to play catch up to life. And when you've gone back to your regular scheduled program, we're still grappling trying to see past what, what's in front of us. And after the funeral is really what's going to matter. What's really going to count. And and so. You have to give that person. Draw that boundary line. And give that person. Their space to do and be. 
and figure things out. Like, literally, you have to. And for me, like, who I thought I was, she left April 11, 2010. Whoever I thought I was before then, I don't even remember half of it. I know I wasn't as sensitive as I was as I am now. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. And 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 that's not to say that that's a bad thing, but for me, I know who I was. I I, I thought I knew who I was until my child died. And when that nurse let me in to when we was at the hospital that night and I and when they told me they wasn't nothing they could do and all that and I asked the nurse, I said, Can I can I see him? And she walked me to that room and I went in that room and I seen my baby laying there. In that moment Whoever I used to be, she left then. Because a reality hit me right then in that moment that this was real. He wasn't waking up. That he really was gone. I was looking at his shell. And I reflect back on that. To this day. And. And. And for. For a lot of parents. You know. You think. If I just. If I just get to see them. You know. Or whatever. It, it's not going to do what you think it's going to do. And it doesn't. It just doesn't. Because then. I think for dads, they see him or her and see their son or see their daughter laying there. And the fact that they were the protector, they see it as a failure. Some, not all. And even as mothers. Because we carried them, right? So, so they, as long as they was in our womb, they were safe. They were safe. And, and we look, we have to see them, like, what? And so, in that moment, the person you think that they, and, and the, the person they think that they are, while they're just trying to go with the motion, they're trying to just do and be, Every person is really gone. So your being there already acknowledged it. You're sending up prayers for them. And you, you, you know, again, depends on relationship. If they, you, you check. And, and the best way to be there for them. And I'm still learning this because I've already said what I've said to, to them. Several parents. Don't wait for them to reach out to you. You reach out to them. And then, even in that, if you're going to the store, 
if it's someone you know locally or whatever if 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 you go into the store and you finna get pick up a few items for them say hey i thought about you here i want to bring this by um if you getting you something to eat go ahead and just grab them something you know it doesn't have to be anything expensive that you know because chances are appetites have been lost but like i'm saying what i'm saying is don't wait for them to ask you for anything because parents are going to say, no, nah, we good. No, nah, I don't need anything. And I'm talking about after the funeral, do this. You can do it before, because a lot of parents lose their appetite. And you have to wait till you see them eating. You know, some, for some people, if your uh, relationship matters, hey, I know you hadn't ate. Come on, eat. Grab the, let's grab a sandwich. You know, and and you know you do it that way. <clears throat> but after that funeral, just do something random for it. You know, if you pick up a um, some paper towels for your house, pick up some for them. I mean, you just never know. What I'm saying is, parents aren't going to just say, "Hey, I need with you," because I think. For some people, newly breed parents now are 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 finding out some of the harshest, you know, a harsh way, a hard way that people really don't mean what to say. Like, I'm I'm being there. I'll be there for you. Okay. They didn't ask for that lie, so don't offer that. Don't offer that to them, and you know you can't be there for them. If you do something for yourself, if you out doing something for yourself and they cross your mind, just do it and take it to them. Like, for real. Because they'll, and, and I tell parents all the time, don't be upset. People are people. And they only did what they're used to doing and what they're used to doing. And until it's them, they won't understand how hurtful that is. And that's just being honest. But to keep you from being mad or uh, angrier at the world that you're already mad at because your child is deceased, let it go. So if you're going to be there for that person or for, for someone, um, just do random acts. Call them. Don't let them. Don't wait for them to call you. Text them. Don't wait for them to text you. Give them the opportunity. Um, or, or you make the opportunity to just do that thing and and be there for them take it to them being there I think we all have good intentions some of us don't know the harm that we cause others and sometimes we don't we really we don't try we really are trying to be there for that person but understand that for parents it's just different it's just different and i can't really put it no other way than that in that they soul left 
there's a heart, there's a hole in their soul that can't be filled. And so the emotions and the struggles mentally that a parent deals with in that in that time is just so complex. It's so complex. And you really can't dictate how it's going to go. Set a boundary for yourself. Again, I've set boundaries for me. Especially when it comes to other bereaved parents. I just happen to have a podcast. I happen to have a support group. And there's platforms that I'm able to use those platforms as tools to just share it from our our view. To give you that point of view. To help you. And to help us with each other. Like I said, I have friends and classmates and people who lost children. And I'm careful. I'm very careful in my approach. Or when I approach. Or any of that. Because I don't want to be one of those. I'd rather be a soundboard. Listening board. For you to, for a parent to just vent or share whatever it is. And I'm going to share this story. Just just two weeks ago, I was walking out the house. And I was getting ready to, to leave the house. And um, I made to a truck and opened the door and a car pulled up. A young lady, well, when she seen me, she let a window down. And she said, I just, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. Completely by surprise, because I didn't, I didn't know who she was. And she knew who I was. And, um, she got out. And, um, she walked up to me and she was telling me who she was, well, who told her to come reach out to me. And she shared that she had just lost her baby. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't even a year old uh, about five months four months ago and she just broke down and went to crying I told her to park her car I said I got time and I sat outside with her for about two hours and I just let her talk she just wanted someone who knew or understood what she was dealing with and I respected that like I, I, I freed up my time because I was on my way I had somewhere to be but I I freed it up and I just let her and she sat there she cried several times and I put my arm around her you know and I let her vent we exchanged numbers afterwards and I text her few days later she didn't reply 
I didn't take offense to that. I seen her in traffic maybe last week one day and she she smiled and she waved and that, I was fine. So and and that's another thing in being there. And why you want to set boundaries so you don't get your feelings hurt. Because if you hadn't been there to understand what that part, you know, if you never walked in those shoes, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. But because you're putting in so much effort, extra effort, trying to do and be, you may feel like, you know, you may feel offended. Don't be. Don't be. That's why I said to set a boundary in your relationship matters relationship matters she was saying she she expressed about her brothers um, before she left that's why she had to leave because she was supposed to be going over to her brother's house and they was you know they worried about her and she was like that um you know they just want to they want to hug and they want to you know watch me and make sure blah 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 i said let them that's their way of being there for you that's their way of checking on you Set a boundary. If you don't want to do all that hugging and stuff, tell them that. Express that to them. It's fine. You, but but allow them. Don't take away their what they're comfortable doing in being there for you. Y'all were already y'all were close. Y'all are family in that respect. So be okay with being in their presence. If there's something you don't want to do, set that boundary. That's fine. You have the right to set a boundary on their being there for you. And just like others need to set boundaries on being there for other people. Until you walk it, until it's you, you won't understand. And you need to be okay with that. But your being there, don't overly do too much. Because again, the real grieving process starts after the funeral. And that first year or two is tough in and of itself. So, believe me, we have to find new footing, figure out what's what, who's who. I can't, I'm, I dare not try to remember who all was say they was there. If you say you were, I believe you. You may not have been, but I'm going to believe that you were. Because you, it's a fog. There's still certain things that I don't remember. There's only certain parts that I remember from my son's funeral. And that's okay. So, so there's certain things that you you can do to help others and help yourself as well because we're all growing we all should be in an ever-growing state growing and learning always growing and learning and so if you really want to just be there for someone after you offer your prayers and condolences the true test starts afterwards after that funeral happens and just your silence is golden. 
and will go a long way in being there for someone. Don't try to come up with words. Don't throw just throw scripture at them. If they ask for scripture, give it to them. You know, you can share it, and, and, and you know, in a text message or something along the way. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be encouraging when when they're down and they're gonna have a lot of downs, down moments. You know, but I'm just saying, don't hold them down with that, because a lot of people got to come into it. You got to. You, my last uh, one of my podcasts, trusting God in spite of. We're having to. We have to learn, relearn how to trust God. And so throwing scripture at them ain't always the thing to to do. So, um, again, be cognizant of of their reality. Be cognizant of their reality. Now, if it fits that situation, or you know, if if you're not talking about some a parent uh, who's, who's grieving. And that works for in another situation. And by all means, I I I don't um, I dare not say don't use scripture. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying be cognizant of of the situation and that person. You know, um, we hear all that in the beginning. We do. And then in the back of our minds, we believe it. We know it's true. We know joy come in the morning. You know our question. You know the, the, the issue that we face with that scripture. Is that God never told us how long we were mourn. He didn't tell us how long the weeping would, would last. So, there's a lot of things, a lot of nuances and facets to grief in any situation any circumstance so you really want to be there for someone set a boundary for yourself be a listening board uh, do random acts of kindness for them you know uh, don't wait on them to contact you don't be worrisome uh, you know, and I don't want to discourage anyone from wanting to reach out, but I'm just saying there's certain things that can be irritating because we're we're trying to figure it out. We're just trying to figure it out. Like it's new. And we already am having to accept a, a, a reality that no one wants to accept. And it's hard in and of itself. Like, for real, for real. But again, thank you guys for listening. For your support, your continued support. It means so much. I love you all. I pray for us continually. You're all in my prayers. And we're in this together. You are not alone. 
And on the days that you find it hard, harder than others, it's okay to not be okay. Find a healthy way to get through your grief and and however you do it, it's your journey. Know yourself enough to know when you need help. It's okay. It is definitely okay. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can reach out through this podcast. There's a link in the description where you can reach out and send a uh, a message to me. You can find us on Facebook, Life After Child Loss or Parents Grief. You can find us on Instagram, Life After Child Loss or Parents Grief. You can find us on Twitter and my personal Facebook page, Angela R. Snowden. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Email strengtheningwhatremains at gmail.com. If you ever need me, I'm only a message away. I will respond to your messages. Again, thank you for your continued support. I love you guys. Until next time.